You're listening to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we talk to some of the smartest entrepreneurs and fastest growing brands in the market today. I'm your host, Laurel Mintz, a reformed corporate M&A attorney who founded award-winning LA-based marketing agency, Elevate My Brand. We've elevated some of the world's biggest brands from Facebook, Paw Patrol, and Verizon to innovative startups you haven't even heard of yet. Are you ready to elevate your brand? Keep listening. Elevate Your Brand. I, of course, am your host, Laurel Mintz, and I'm so excited to be joined today by Damien Pelliccioni, who is the CEO and co-founder of Reverie. Damien, thank you for joining us today. Oh my gosh, Laurel, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. This is super cool. Now, you and I have known each other for, we're not even going to say how many years because we don't want to date ourselves, <laughs> <laughs> but a very, very long time. And I'm so glad that the universe found its wise uh, energy to bring us back together. <laughs> I know, I know. It's you know, it's funny. Like, to, even just to, to to make a compliment on that, girls in tech, which I know you were, you know, executive director of for many years back in the day when we were all, you know, running around Hollywood and all these industry events, was the inspiration. Cool and knowing what we were doing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When it was still called new media, now it's right. called, called digital, right? But I remember that was the inspiration for my first YouTube channel, which yeah. still exists, but it's just old content called Boys in Tech. That makes me so happy. Yeah, you and I have known each other far too long, and I'm so excited about what you're doing now, though. Um, tell our world, our community, what Reverie is and what you're up to. Yeah, so Reverie is now the world's largest LGBTQ global streaming platform. Um, we are on every single device on demand from, you know, iOS to Android, the web, um, to any device that you stream or watch content with, like your Roku stick or Amazon Fire, and even all the connected TV manufacturers uh, on their direct platforms like Samsung and TV Plus or Vizio and Watch Free and LG and everyone. We're, we're, we actually syndicate now over 1,500 hours of content to over 36 different destinations, and we are the world's largest um, FAST, which stands for Free Ad Supported Streaming TV, uh, mm-hmm. slash AVOD, Ad Video On Demand, uh, LGBTQ TV network in the world. That is so, I mean, literally in the world. That is a huge yeah. statement. And I know that you are always pushing the brand forward and you're always, you know, fundraising and growing and elevating and all that. But do you take time to really sit back and think like, I this is the biggest platform. I built the biggest platform for this community in the world. That's huge. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. It's like when you're in it, you're so in it. Totally. Um, and I, I'm, you know, probably this is probably a through line for like every entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> yeah. Hard to yeah. see the forest for the trees, you know what I mean? In the sense where, and, and I'm one of four equal co-founders. I do have to shout out my co-founders, Aliyah J. Daniels, yeah. our COO, Chris Rodriguez, our chief business officer, and LaShawn McGee, our chief product officer, which were four equal co-founders. And what makes us really unique is we represent and reflect a lot of different communities outside of just LGBTQ, African-American, Hispanic. Um, non-binary, veteran, immigrant, you know, we check a lot of boxes. But um, I think that, you know, the biggest thing for us, though, is we have remind, had we have to actually forcefully remind ourselves to take a minute to celebrate what we have built together, Um, you know, because we're on 24-7, seven days a week, um, as every entrepreneur is. And this is our passion. This is our dream. This is where our legacy, one of our biggest legacies, I think, will be on this world. 
Um, and, uh, you know, we, we get lots of reminders and moments uh, with people, consumers, content creators that we work with, and even vendors that um, stop to say, um, you know, uh, congrats on what you've built. It's those moments that really mean a lot. Um, and, uh, and we try to stop and celebrate them when we can. Well, I am celebrating you and we are celebrating Pride Month, which is really exciting. So I hope that you will celebrate even more this month. And I'm really excited to have you on the show because it is Pride, um, it is because Pride. I celebrate all of the things that you do. This will be out actually in the month uh, in the month of June. So uh, it's all going to be really great timing. Um, can you share, you're talking about those moments of, of gratitude from vendors and people who watch your content and the content creators themselves. Can you share the story that you shared when we uh, re-engaged yeah. um, with it? Was it the content? Um, it was in India, right? That story? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so the story I makes me telling... cry. You have to share it, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, I love telling this story because this is one of those moments that you were kind of just talking mm -hmm. about where um, we really got perspective on what we were creating. So. I had the pleasure of being in Mumbai, India in 2019. I was the keynote, one of the keynote speakers at Kashish, the LGBTQ um, film festival there. And um, um, uh, it was an opening night. I went for the whole festival because I'd never been to India and I wanted to experience everything that I could. Um, and, um, you know, opening night was the big, you know, screening and reception and party and they had all of the international speakers kind of come on stage and give the little plug like, hey, come see me at like four o'clock on Friday. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, for context, we had actually released in 2017, two years earlier, a, the first ever queer female Hindi drama series called The Other Love Story, uh, which was shot in Bangalore. And uh, we had acquired it. We just actually licensed it and branded it as original and took exclusive rights and um, put it out there. We had this influx of traffic from India, but it wasn't really until I was in Mumbai at Kashish, you know, cut to now 20 back to 2019, where, um, you know, I really saw the impact of what we were doing. Um, and I, after, you know, I gave my little plug on stage at opening night, I was at the reception and I had this lineup of, you know, queer female Indian filmmakers who, um, you know, wanted to talk to me or like pitch me or just introduce themselves or, mm -hmm. you know, say hello or even take a photo. And I was like, why are you taking a photo with me? I'm just like some dude <laughs> in LA. Um, and, For those of um, you that don't know, Damien is absolutely fabulous. So I understand <laughs> why people would want to take a picture with you, but this is not the meat of the story. Uh, uh, you're so sweet. Um, but, uh, but it was still, it was very, you know, it was one of those things where it wasn't until the third or fourth woman who was like, hey, you don't know why all these women want to talk to you. And I'm like, no, I can't, like, I just wasn't putting two and two together. Right. And they're like, well, I, I want to show you something. And this girl pulls out her phone and turns on her Tinder. And I'm like, whoa, 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 why are you showing me your data? <laughs> like, we're at a film festival. And she's like, I just want to show you the impact. I want to show you something. And she filters for lesbian. And everything on that grid was an image from uh, this project, The Other Love Story. And I started to cry. Um, she's like, you know, this is how we identify as queer women in India and fear for, you know, losing their job or losing their home or their families not accepting them or, you know, because they don't have the same rights we do here. Um, and for context, you know, they had just decriminalized being LGBTQ in India in 2018. So this is like a year later. And I started to cry. I, you know, in that moment, one of the greatest moments of my life, obviously I tell this story a lot, but I realized that we were actually you know, by creating Reverie, 
starting to um, create real lasting change for our community and parts of the world we've never seen, been to or experienced or had contact with. Um, and when you can do that, you know, you start to realize that what you're building is so much bigger than yourself. And that is, you know, bigger than any award, bigger than, uh, you know, that's our legacy. That is what we get to bring to the world. Representation does matter in media and representation can save lives. Um, and that is the impact that Reverie is having on not just this community, but multitude of communities. And that's just one of many stories that we are blessed and lucky to um, to hear or experience. That's so incredible. I mean, when you told, when you tell it on stage, it is... And all eyes are on you. Like I was like, my mascara was like running down my face. I, you can't <laughs> not engage with, with you personally. When you have so much passion around this topic and around having that kind of impact. And then the stories that you pull out, I mean, you're just such a natural storyteller. And I think that that was very clear from when we first met, but tell us a little bit about how you got from, uh, you know, your poison tech days, uh, mm. new media vault to reverie. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Like, I have always been, I guess, an entrepreneur. Uh, I just didn't realize it, I think, in its official capacity or title years ago. Mm -hmm. um, always been a leader, never afraid to take risks, you know. Um, and uh, I, it was almost like a natural evolution. I, I feel like life evolved and my experience in this industry and in entertainment and digital, those two worlds combining and kind of becoming what now is streaming um, is really what led me to, um, to be leading this company. Um, you know, I, my experience prior to new media vault was like focused in producing and before that was acting and before that was theater, you know, and, and, and then, you know, uh, my roommate at the time, like a long time, well, a long time ago, I don't <laughs> say what year, uh, she had won the first ever Emmy award, um, for, uh, best broadband drama. And, that was a huge inspiration. Deanna Nicole Maxwell was a huge inspiration of mine. Always. She still is. She's a close friend. She married me and my husband, actually. Now, Chris Aww. Rodriguez, our chief business officer. That. that inspired me to want to start to create and start to focus my time and energy on digital and on the web. Um, and it was just by power of doing and by not giving up and learning as much as we can and connecting with as many people as we can. And building a foundation that I don't think I realized I was building even back then, which was New Media Vault. The only was at the time for nine years, the only monthly new, you know, industry mixer for whether you're a content creator or technology in technology or development or engineering or any kind of world of digital um, to, you know, connect and have a drink at the W in, in, in Hollywood. Um, and it was a um, hell of a good time. Those were some uh, fun, fun know, those parties. Were <laughs> some fun times. I mean, it was it really always was. the last Thursday of every month. And it's really, you know, what's astounding to me is like, you know, a handful of those people are, well, more than a handful of people, I would say like, you know, a hundred of those people are still in my life today, but a handful of those people now work for our company in some oh capacity, whether it's like a vendor, a producer, and even our CMO, Paul Quintanis, um, you know, we knew, have known each other for as long as, you know, we have, you know, me and you, Laurel. And um, you know, and he's now our, you know, he works under me. He's our chief marketing officer. And, uh, it's, it's just, um, it astounds me to see, um, how much of this business is so relationship driven. I mean, it doesn't today now and, you know, the age that I'm at and the experience that I have, but, um, you know, it's not even about who, you know, but it's, it's how they know you, you know, and 
and um, and how they remember you and what type of person you put out the energy and obviously uh you know how you treat others is extremely important and uh so valuable and, important. and yeah, so valuable yeah and i think that you know i the lesson that i tell my staff is develop the business sorry develop the relationship not like the uh business transaction the relationship will take us so much further than the transaction well and for, i will always invest in the relationship first and not just look for an end game on a transaction a hundred percent i mean that's kind of marketing one-on-one and i think also one of the reasons you and i get along so very well we're gonna take a really quick break we'll be right back today's episode is brought to you by mexi craft tequila seltzer it is a top shelf tequila seltzer made with craft tequila from jalisco mexico real juice and sparkling water each can contains a shot and a half of premium blanco tequila which y'all know is my favorite and no more than three grams of sugar for those of you watching that you can get it in whole foods in southern california or order it online at mexiseltzer.com follow them on ig at mexi seltzer and use podcast 20 for 20 percent off your first order Thanks for sticking with us. And if you're just tuning in, I am chatting with Damien Pelliccione. Did I say it right? Did I get it right? Yes. <laughs> you got to do it with like the with the the purse lip and hands. the hand grab. Yes, exactly. Italian um, hands. The Italian hands. Uh, exactly. Who is the CEO and co-founder of Reverie, which is the largest LGBTQIA plus streaming platform in the world. Um, I just think what you're doing is incredible. It's obviously why we invited you here. I think the most one of the most interesting parts since I'm on the marketing side is the marketing reach that you have in terms of your advertisers and this specific community. Can you share a little bit about those stats with us? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Reverie now um, has millions and millions of users. We have five extra users just in the last year. Um, you know, and what's really interesting is because we're a free to consumer platform, meaning there's no barrier to entry, you can just, you know, download the app or turn on the channel and start watching, we're completely ad supported. And some of these advertisers we're working with, you know, big brands like McDonald's, Diesel Jeans, Lexus, just to name a few, um, you know, have really started to invest more and more uh, in marketing to our community and to our reach, which, you know, right now, if you aggregate kind of like the total reach of all the platforms and their reach, you know, it's over 1.2 billion devices and households. And wow. we see almost 20 million monthly active viewers um, who engage across all of our platforms and networks and social on a monthly basis. Um, and the reason why we say viewer, not user, is because, you know, we're agnostic. Um, even though we do have an, our own app, it's not just about our app. It's about putting our channel and our brand in as many different um, places as possible. Um, and, um, and it's really exciting. Like this month right now, we're really promoting two really big shows that were underwritten basically by McDonald's in a lot of ways. They're our title sponsor. Um, one is House of Pride, which is in its season two. Last year, we had a tremendous first season. Um, and you can see it uh, on our platforms. And I'm super excited about it because it has a whole new kind of look and feel and vibe and new cast uh, of music, musicians, dancers, um, comedians. Uh, you know, McDonald's goes all, all in with us. You, for yeah. the whole month of June, you can see us on a, their billboard. McDonald's billboard in Times Square across from the Viacom building, the third largest billboard in Times Square. I mean, if and, that's not um, an amazing aha, we fucking did it <laughs> moment. I don't know what is, right? Yeah. And last year I flew myself out to see it because they gave it to us last year too because I was like, this is crazy to see a brand 
like that we started on like and not just a billboard like mcdonald's billboard the billboard yes it's the biggest billboard, billboard you know the big the biggest brand on the planet <laughs> so since you brought up mcdonald's i have to ask the question about the burger king ad what do we think about it i you know obviously mcdonald's is a huge advertiser no shade to them but do no. we like or do we hate the burger king ad how you feel about it as someone who is in the community in many different capacities. So I'm very interested oh my, in your perspective. Oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna totally think I'm under a rock. I have not seen the Burger King ad yet. <gasps> I, I feel bad. I know I'm terrible. You know why? It's um, you know, because it's the first this was West Hollywood Pride last weekend. It's the first week of Pride and we were yeah, you've been nosed down and you're fundraising on top of down. it. So you're like not yeah. coming up for air. I get well, it. I can't so comment on it yet. I'm sorry. Here's the basic T. Have you heard about it though? Um, I, I, I heard some, you know, this, I, I feel like I'm under a rock, uh, a little <laughs> okay. bit of controversy over the So, ad. Burger King is really known for this, right? So they have um, an ad that has, first of all, um, in Burger King, in the word, they changed it to the rainbow logo, but not an all-inclusive logo, rainbow. So that's a challenge, mm. in my opinion. Um, and then the other thing that they did was you can have it your way, meaning you can have two uh, top buns or two bottom buns, which from a... Uh, community perspective doesn't make sense because two tops and two bottoms would never <laughs> be yeah. together. So that's a little problematic, but um, I, I thought it was actually a little clever. I wasn't as mad as it as so as mad at it as so many people were. Um, but I, I definitely think there were some some challenges with it. But that's kind Look, of what they're known for. I, 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 I good attempt Burger King. Uh, right. Next time we should come maybe uh, talk to Reverie first. <laughs> exactly. I, you know, look, my general note to brands you know who may be listening to this is you need to align with publishers creators agencies brand you know um distributors tv networks what have you um who are authentically led and owned and owned or managed by um you know i think what and i'll just speak to like mcdonald's what makes us really unique is mcdonald's intentionally could have chose reverie where they could have chosen a million other different, you know, networks or publishers or platforms um, to do a camp, uh, you know, a, a pride campaign with, because it's led by Aaliyah, LaShawn, Chris, and myself. We are mm -hmm. all members in some capacity, even though Aaliyah is an ally. We still think allies, I believe allies are part of queer culture. They, we don't exist without them. Um, and, and accomplice, you know, accomplices, that's another big thing too, that we're really trying to evangelize. But like, you know, I think that my guess is that they were not being, um, you know, they were not being uh, mentored correctly or, 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 or led in the right direction. Um, you know, and I think that's where brands make mistakes, right? Yeah. For our, when tar trying to target our community. Um, especially and with some the people are upset about it, but other people are saying it's good that they're even having the, trying to have the conversation. And I get both sides yeah. of it. Absolutely. And look, again, this is, I, I look at this as an opportunity to reach out to Burger King and try totally. to win. <laughs> That's exactly why I brought it up. That's exactly why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why do you think that advertisers are finally waking up and recognizing the power of the queer community? Well, I mean, look, basic dollars and cents. You know, out of the 2020 census, um, you know, one in six millennials identify as LGBTQ. 52% okay. of Gen Z do not declare their gender and do not declare their sexual orientation, meaning they're somewhere on the spectrum. They're not necessarily lesbian, gay, bi, and, you know, gender is a completely different conversation, but there is a culture, you know, our culture of queer, which is emerging rapidly and especially among the younger demos, the demographics. And so you cannot deny it. But then let's layer in just 
you know, why this is a good business marketing business decision. In the United States alone, our community has a disposable income, a GDP of $1.1 trillion, $1.1 trillion. That is not a small market. That is a big market. And when you're Reverie and you command the largest amount of video advertising in the world for this market, um, it's undeniable. Yeah, Yeah. so powerful. Um, I mean, everything that you do is just, it's just a powerhouse statement. I mean, the content itself is incredible. The, The content creators that you're supporting, giving them a platform is incredible. The fact that you have this share of market is, I mean, it's unheard of. I'm just, I'm so impressed with what you've built, Damien. I'm so grateful oh, for you spending some time thank with us you. today. Oh, um, I love you, Laurel. You know I love you. <laughs> We're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Are you ready to elevate your brand, but not quite ready to sign up with an agency? We're not mad about it. In fact, we think it's a really smart marketing move to make sure that you're ready before you spend those big marketing dollars. And since we're such a solutions-oriented team, of course, we came up with a solution for you. We created a nine-course educational webinar series that will kickstart your marketing strategy. This series was made for startups and small businesses who want to implement strong branding and establish smart marketing strategies from social media to search and beyond. Sign up today. Take our free course to test us out and elevate your brand in 2022. Thanks for sticking with us, chatting with my friend, Damien Pelliccione, who is the CEO and co-founder of Reverie. Um, just adore the shit out of you. I'm so proud of you and what you've built. Um, I want to know what we can do as allies, or what was the other word that you were using? Accomplices. Accomplices. That's the first time I've heard that. What, what does that mean in your mind? Like, you know, you are taking, outside of just being an ally to the community, you take action. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you are actually asserting that. action. Yeah. An accomplice. All right, then I guess I'm an accomplice. Um, what can we as accomplices do to support um, the evolution of this kind of content, a platform like yours? What do you need from our community? Watch our content. Like, like it's so simple, right? And and what's interesting is that like we make content that is not just for our community. We have a lot of content that are for families, friends, allies, accomplices. Um, you know, folks who just want to learn how to use pronouns correctly. You know what I mean? We had, there's a great show that we have um, in our original collection called Them. And it's literally just simplifying in a very elementary way, the use of pronouns and gender construct. And and that is not made necessarily for our community. It's right. made for like, I've like, even yes, I, yesterday I was at West Hollywood pride. I was backstage and um, you know, one of the folks who work for, um, the production company was putting on pride. I was introduced to like, you know, she was working. This is my husband. And, you know, just uh, you guys have a drink and here's a drink ticket, like hang out. And he's like this bro straight dude. And he was super <laughs> cool. And obviously he has, he has a, a trans male um, brother. And we were just having this conversation. He's like, man, you know, I was hanging out with my, my, my other bro friends and they were just so tone deaf to like the community. And he was asking, he's like, can you give me any words of advice on like, you know, in these moments when I'm like watching sports with my bro friends, like how do I like educate them in a way where it doesn't feel um, so aggressive yeah. or bitchy, yeah, yeah. correct, yeah. Um, uh, about something as simple as the use of pronouns. And I'm like, tell the story of your brother who's trans. You know what I mean? When we are, when we come from a place, you know, and I, uh, you know, we always talk about like cancel culture. I'm sure you've had this conversation with a lot of folks on your podcast that is the wrong mentality. This is the, you know, I think one of the true 
dilemmas that a lot of brands are having when marketing to Gen Z mm-hmm. um, because everything and everyone can be easily canceled with the push of a button so on fear around that, right? There's so yeah. much fear, so mm-hmm. much fear that like brands don't take risks anymore. They're really, um, they're really calculated or careful not to, or watch what they say or do. And I think one of the biggest things is like, we need to change, we need to flip the script and start having council culture um, and allowing people to ask questions and to be inquisitive and more importantly, to humanize and tell stories. Like I was giving this guy advice um, and I said, look, if you, you know, just tell a story, if you took a moment and this is my, you know, my advice to him, like where you said, hey, by the way, you know what? I have a trans brother. He just randomly recently, sorry, recently came out as transgender. Our family's like navigating it. You know, it's a different space for us. And, you know, I, um, I'm a supporter now of the community. I would say that that would change the hearts and minds in an instant of the people who are in that room because you have now tapped into an emotional story, a hook. You've humanized somebody um, within your scope your round, you've made it real. And that that's where we start to eliminate prejudice. We start to eliminate fear. We start to eliminate, um, you know, ignorance, um, because that's really where it all stems from is, you know, all all the shit that's going on in Florida with the say gay bill, I guarantee you half those people that are fighting for that do not have an LGBTQ son, daughter, them, um, you know, cousin, nephew, niece, nibbling, and like they just they they don't have anyone in their world who is part of our community. Because if they did, they wouldn't support something so ugly and so negative. A hundred percent, the negativity, that fear based, the fear mongering, all of that. I love that. Instead of ca- cancel culture, council culture, because it's educational and positive and reinforcing, and like you said, makes it real because you're bringing the story. Um, of your own connectivity to this community, to life. I love that. Um, So I know you're also fundraising right now. So I wanted to give you a moment to pitch that because I want (laughs) to make sure that any of our audience that's listening in that wants to support this amazing movement, this amazing platform has a chance to do that. So how can people get in touch with you if uh, they're interested in getting more involved? Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, you know, my life as a CEO is I'm always raising money. (laughs) Or selling advertisers, you know, it's right. usually evangelizing one of those two opportunities, which again, both have been extremely positive and, and, and great. Um, took a while, you know, it took about four or five years before we got there, but we're here now and it's an exciting time in our history um, with this company. But the, you know, the easiest way to get in touch with me is through my email, Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, at Revry, R-E-V-R-Y dot TV, like television, or Follow me on social media, Damien, D-A-M-I-A-N, media, M-E-D-I-A, on all platforms, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, uh, or reach out to Reverie TV. Uh, same thing, handle is Reverie TV on all platforms, and tune in and watch. There's lots of great content, and I'm, I guarantee you'll enjoy something on our platform, if not all of it. Yeah, it's such great content, truly. Um, in the last few minutes that we have, I want to flip the script a little bit and talk a little bit more about you as a human, get to know you <laughs> a little bit. Um, so this is kind of quick fire, uh, yeah. whatever's top of mind. Um, what is the one thing that you could not live without during COVID? You can't say your platform or products. <laughs> no, no, I wouldn't say my platform. One thing I can't live without during COVID, cannabis. <laughs> love that, love that. Um, what is your go-to uh, drink of choice in the evening? Oh, uh, well, a nice glass of red wine. Red wine. Okay. What is the, uh, if you wake up magic wand and make anything happen for a reverie right now, what would that look like? Get acquired by Apple. Ooh, 
You heard it here first, folks. That is a big, hairy, audacious goal if I've ever heard one. I love that. Well, um, I've said it on some panels, so it may not be. Oh, you first. did? Okay. Not the that exclusive. Is, okay, but, that is, but I will say, though, I'm not taking anything away from the moment, but I will say, though, no, like, you know, Apple was the inspiration for our company. Um, Tim Cook and Steve Jobs have always been inspirations of mine. And, you know, dating back to like that marketing video for Steve Jobs in the 90s where, you know, the, they created a culture around a product, around a company. And I feel like that's what Reverie's doing, you know, and that's our goal is to create it, is to uplift and create culture around queer, our community. Um, and that inspires me. And hopefully, you know, if I could wave a wand and say, you know, who would be the person that you would want to be acquired by, uh, without a doubt, um, my dream would be um, Apple. So shall it be. I'm putting that energy out there. I'm wiggling my fingers in the air for you. Sparkle, 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 fairy dust. (laughs) I love that. Um, uh, Last question, and then I'm going to hand the floor back to you for final words of wisdom. Last question is, what is your favorite word and why? This could be a word that's had real meaning to you over time or something that just randomly pops into your head during our conversation. Um, Unapologetic. Mm, What does that mean to you? Well, our catchphrase at Reverie is unapologetically queer. Um, And to me, what that means is, you know, living your life um, unapologetically means, you know, you are living your life without, um, you know, you're living your life authentically, but without burden, without fear, um, and with intention um, that, you know, because when you do that, it's, you know, that old adage, when you light, when you let your light shine, it encourages others to let theirs. I love that. I'm so glad that we are reconnected, Damien. It really makes me so joyful every time we're back together again. Um, In the final uh, few minutes we have, I just want to give you the floor to inspire and share your message and any final words of wisdom for our audience. Yeah, look, I mean, if there is anyone who is LGBTQ who is listening to this um, or tuning in, you know, like I was saying, being unapologetically queer is our, our catchphrase, but it's a movement. But being other is so important. And, you know, um, you know, I think that our greatest superhero strength is what makes us all so unique. And, um, you know, successful people, the thing that I found in the through line of it is they have passion and they have no fear. So live your life, whether that's, you know, personally or professionally with no fear and the sky is the limit. I love that. And I love you. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today, Damien. Oh, my pleasure. I'd love to come back anytime you need me. You are always welcome. Maybe even come in and co-host. We'll have some brands on. Yes, that would be fun. fun. (laughs) Have some nice Chardonnay or some Pinot. (laughs) Definitely more the Pinot for me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And thanks to everyone who tuned in. Stay tuned for more from Elevate Your Brand coming up next.